0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Trucker's Podcast. Current events local, world news, and trending. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Here tonight, the cost of living on the rise versus what is considered a living wage. 11 p.m. On October. Thank you for coming out here tonight, here on the Truckers Podcast. Welcome to the show, uh, the ABC Seven Show. Thank you for coming out here and joining me. I am your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Um, I was out here earlier and I did a episode on um, uh, what is happening here across Ontario. Um, with the new Reopening Act. I hope you had a chance to uh, listen to that program um, earlier this evening. But, you know, here on the Truckers Podcast, um, my show um, can be about anything. You know, don't let the name fool you um, being... The Trucker's Podcast, thinking that it is about uh, what is going on in the trucking industry. Um, I named it The Trucker's Podcast because I am a trucker. Now, my shows also, you know, is about um, voicing my opinion you know, basically giving you my two cents of what I feel is what is going on in and around the world. Whether it is about the pandemic, whether it is about vaccines, or or whatever the case may be, the Truckers Podcast, to me, and maybe to you, You know, like the title says, current events, local world news and trending. I bring out a program that I think that not only is it, is it important to me that I feel that is just as is important to you now, you know, here across Canada. Um, when it comes to um, minimum wage and a living wage. Two different things, ladies and gentlemen. Entirely two different things. Over the past few years, public and private sector employers and municipalities across Canada have been working towards adopting living living wage policies. Now, I guess it's gonna be depending on where you live here in Canada. Whether you're on the East Coast, the West Coast, or you're somewhere in between, like here in Ontario, Canada, the largest province in this country, the most populated province here in Canada and have one of the most expensive cities to live in. And that would be Toronto here in the province of Ontario. When it comes to living expenses, The National Living Wage Framework, which includes a consistent living wage definition, calculation, methodology, and strategy for recognizing corporate and community leadership who commit to pass a living wage policy. Now, maybe. Where you live in this world, Canada, United States, Europe, and the other countries around the world, everything is different, obviously. Canada is probably one of the most expensive countries to live in. Yes, we have immigration policies and, you know, one thing that I I, I don't really understand myself is that um, immigration, uh, for an example, You know, as you may or may not know, I mean, obviously, you probably do know that, you know, with the Afghan war ending. um, Canada um, have brought in a lot of refugees. So, you know, immigration. And um, how we place people. Um, in in, in the workforce, um, it's, you know, it's a complex, It, it is really complex when it, when it comes to, when it, when it comes to immigration and people coming to Canada and expecting that, you know, um, yeah, you know, Canada is a great place to, to, to live, and grow, and play, and work, and raise a family. So was places around Europe, so is you know, the United States. You know, um, but here in Canada, the National Living Wage Framework, you know, um, provides a definition, you know, with mythology principles that These leaders hope that all communities involved in the living wage movement in Canada will will adopt. Well, I guess, you know, time is a test. Here in Canada, when we talk about you know minimum wage which is the the least that an employer can can pay you is $14.35 an hour that's a starting wage but to me that's irrelevant because the cost of living is on a rise and it's on a rise to the extreme. Here in Canada, you know, the, the federal government um, has in, in, in imposed a tax, you know, on, uh, on basically, you know what, fuel. I mean, it's costing us more at the gas pumps than it has ever before, and it's going to keep rising. The cost of food is going up. The cost of shelter is going up. Now, when, when, you know, different areas uh, uh, of this country and here in canada i guess depending on where you live you know like for you know basically you know i was looking at a couple of articles um, earlier this evening and um you know figuring out you know i've grown up you know in this city of london my entire life And um, obviously seen a a lot of changes in, in the cost of living here just in the city of London. Now, when it comes to renting a place, you know, the average rent, you know, here in the city of London uh, for a one-bedroom apartment is anywheres from nine hundred dollars to eleven hundred dollars for a one bedroom. Now, when we look at the city of Toronto, a cost for a one bedroom apartment is anywhere from twelve hundred to fifteen hundred dollars for a one bedroom. Now, when we're we're looking at a living wage, you know, the city of Toronto thinks that $20 an hour is a living wage in the city of Toronto. Now, you, you, you do the math, ladies and gentlemen, $20 an hour at 40 hours a week. And your rent is over a $1,000 a month for a one-bedroom. Now, they could talk numbers all they want because you know it doesn't, it does not coincide with the actual spending that whether you're a single individual or a family, you know, two people and two kids you know who are you know renting a townhouse if if they're making you know what they think is a livable wage here in London Ontario Canada where i reside if they're thinking that 1675 is a livable is a livable wage potentially if you have both people in, in the household working Bringing in, I don't know, nearly $35 an hour combined potentially is going to work. But what, you know, what about the single parent, the mother, two kids making sixteen seventy-five an hour, which they assume is the livable wage. And the childs are, are a boy and a girl, so they have to have separate rooms. They have to have a three bedroom at approximately $1,700 a month. How do you live? On sixteen seventy-five an hour, how do they consider that being a livable wage? I don't see it. Now, the living wage uh, gets families out of severe financial stress by lifting them out of poverty. And providing a basic level of economical security. Economical security. With things on the rise of cost. Even in your grocery bills. A family of four. is going to spend at least $1,000 a month on groceries. At least. That's $200 a week to feed a family of four. $200 a week does not stretch that very far. You know, throughout this pandemic and throughout... You know, even pre-pandemic, you know, um, I, I, I'm I'm gonna tell you this, you know, um, because um, I help out a family, and I always have, and it is roughly. Two hundred or more a week for groceries out of my pocket. So it's anywhere from eight hundred to a thousand dollars a month to feed a family of four. Now, through the shortages of work. You know, through um, migrant workers who work our fields to put the food on our tables. Transportation costs. Transportation costs are going up because fuel is going up. The living wage calculation, like they said, is, is based on the needs of two parent families with young children, but would also support a family throughout the life cycle so that young adults are not discouraged from having children and older workers have some extra income as they age, but that's not, that's not, <laughs> that's not the way it, that it is going here, it's actually going in the opposite direction, and going in the, in the oppo- uh, opposite direction, meaning that the living wage Is not keeping up with inflation. They say here one important dimension of a living wage concept is the ability to integrate the role of social provision and public policy directly into the calculation. Well, the government, as far as I'm concerned, is not doing that whatsoever. Public policy, such as public health, health care, extensive and subsidized public transit, public child care, and services to lower this required wage that must that that most services will be able to provide well. You know, the government, you know, the federal government here in Canada during the election campaign um, campaigning about $10 a day for child care. For those, what, what they think may be the living wage, You know, because a parent or parents have to go to work. They have to place their children somewhere. Not everybody has grandparents who are available or capable of looking after their children. Now, I don't know what you define as a livable wage. Whether you live here in Canada, the United States, Europe, or anywhere around the world, is what is acceptable. Livable wage, whether you're a single parent or you're a couple working away, trying to provide for your family when even the livable wage is not keeping up with inflation. You're more than welcome to text in what you think about that, and you're more than welcome to call in to discuss this. Now, the living wage is is calculated as the hour, hourly rate at which a household can meet its basic needs. Once governed, transferred, have been added to the family's income, such as the universal health care benefit. I don't even know why even they even put that in there. The baby bonus is what it used to be called. That's not income. That's not working income. I mean, if you were to apply for credit, you know, you you can't include um, the baby bonus or whatever they call it today. You can't include it. That's not income. You know, when it when it comes to like where they say adding in the universal um, child care benefit, you know, a deduction have been um, subtracted, such as income taxes, and employment insurance premiums, right? That that all comes off your gross pay, but they don't calculate. They don't calculate the child care benefit that that's not that is not calculated as a income that's not calculated as a livable wage. We can't include this in somebody making 1675 an hour as they think that you know here here in Ontario. That they think that 1675 is the livable wage. And they add in the child tax the, the child care benefit, that's not income. That's been going on for decades. It's been going on since that I was a kid. When my mother got got the the child care benefit, you know, that's not income. That's not added into your that you you know, your forty hour work week. Like I said, if you were to apply for credit and, and you and you add in your child care benefit, they're not even gonna look at that. It's what you make every single hour, forty hours a week. 52 weeks out of the year or 50 weeks out of the year because you take a couple weeks for a vacation you know (laughs) the way things are going right now and you know um, the cost of 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 heating your home I mean, you put together your rent, the cost of heating, groceries, clothing. Sixteen seventy-five an hour as a livable wage doesn't even meet the standard. And I was looking up earlier, you know. Different cities and stuff like that, you know, the largest populated city here in Ontario is Toronto, the most expensive city to live in. And they think that $20 an hour is a livable wage in the city of Toronto the most expensive place to live in here in Ontario. Now from here in the city of London where I reside, you know, the average rent from $900 to $1,100 for a one-bedroom apartment. But well, when you look at the city of Toronto, it's anywhere from $1,200 and up for a one-bedroom and $20 an hour, They think that's going to cut it. Maybe they're looking at the the living wage as two people in the household working. Both making $20 an hour. But don't forget there's a lot of single people out there and there's a lot of single parents out there you can't afford that my opinion their calculation on a livable wage is way off yeah it would be nice ladies and gentlemen we're living as a couple and we're both making twenty bucks an hour. In, in the world, in, in the real world, that would be great. They have forty dollars an hour income coming into your household. I don't. I don't, you know, I don't even know why they even look at it that way. You know, um, as as a couple making, you know, a standard livable wage. Because that's not always the case. We have a lot of low wage earners in this country. And a lot of them are in the non-essential businesses. That, you know, throughout this pandemic has struggled being laid off, losing your job permanently because the company is closed, because they could not sustain what has been going on. And wondering just how affordable it is to live in Canada in 2021. The pandemic has changed the ways that people spend. We're buying more essentials, like groceries, causing their prices to rise. But buying fewer fewer airline tickets and less gasoline and clothing. Meaning those prices have dropped. Well. <laughs> no. The price of gasoline. Has gone up. And it's going to go up. And they're predicting by next summer. That here. Even across Canada. Here in the province of Ontario. They're, they're looking at you know, we could potentially be paying over $2 a liter for gasoline. So gasoline prices have not dropped. Gasoline prices have increased. Sorry, I dismissed you. If you want to try again, you're more than welcome to, to um, call back in. Um, I just caught you out of the corner of my eye because I, I'm looking um, at what I want want to talk to you about. Now um, you know uh, people are buying like they are buying the, the more the more essential because the more essentials are are, are, are the, the most important to us and that is putting food on the table. Buying less clothing, meaning those prices have dropped. Well, I really haven't seen those prices drop. I buy clothing for myself. I buy clothing for my grandchildren. Well, (laughs) you know, (laughs) what I know you're not Dr. Fauci here on my on my podcast. Um, you know, maybe you should come up with a name of your own. But um, buying food is more important than stocking up on toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, you know, throughout the pandemic. I mean, what was the first things to go off the shelf? You know, was toilet paper, un- unfortunately. But, uh, you know, panic shopping. You know, um, moving forward, you know, uh, knowing how prices will be affected will help you plan how, where, and when you spend, for example, housing costs. Um, They say here that housing costs are, are, are predicted to... To fall by 7%. So if you're looking to invest in property here in Canada, now's a good time as ever. That's bullshit. That's absolutely bullshit. You know, the average cost for a house here in London, Ontario, the average cost is $650,000. Houses are going for over a million. And they're talking about the average cost is going to drop by 7%. Absolutely not going to happen. It's not happening. It's a, it's a seller's market. And they're even in talking about that it's a builder's market because the cost of lumber has skyrocketed. So the builders out there spending more money for the lumber is going go to go back to the buyers and they're going to be spending more money to buy a new home. The average Canadian salary in 2020 has grown on a national level. But this does not mean that you will earn the same wage in every province and territory. And, that, and, that, and, that's, and that's very true. The average salary remains high in provinces that are traditionally strong economically. Alberta, the average is 61000 British Columbia is 53000 Ontario is 55,000. How much are the taxes on a home in Canada? Well, now that all depends where you live. Right? So, you know, taxes, you know, like okay, for, you know, let's look at, you know, the most expensive city here in in uh in, in in, in Ontario, uh, the most expensive city is Toronto. So your average tax a year is probably going to be anywhere from 2500 to to 3000 a year on property tax. Vancouver and the West Coast could be more expensive depending on the size of your property. Now, taxes, you know here in Ontario, Ontario is the highest tax province because it's the most populated province here in Canada. And you know, is beginning to be the most expensive province to live in. Not just property taxes. Rent, mortgage, heating and cooling your homes, gas, groceries, child care is getting out of hand. It truly is. You know. So here in Ontario, you know, um the average salary, you know, is about fifty-five thousand, Saskatchewan fifty-four. But at the same time, these provinces tend to have much higher living costs. You know, like the cost of housing and rent. you know, what will end up spending most of your salary rent or paying off your mortgage when it comes to the cost of living in Canada. You should look at the housing market first. You'll, you'll soon figure out where you choose to settle in Canada. And it plays a major part of how much you'll be paying for a place to live More than one-third of all Canadians live in the three biggest metropolitan areas in the country. Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. This is the most expensive places to live here in Canada. And the living wages... Is sporadic across the country. Now, like I said earlier, when you know, it, it's not always the two income families. What about the single income family? One person, but what they consider as a livable wage, just here in Ontario, Canada at 1675 an hour. They think that's the livable wage. There's not always going to be that two income family, you know, back in, you know, back in the day when I was growing up, you know, um, growing up in the 60s. Dad went to work and that 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 was all that was was required. Mom stayed home. Mom was the homemaker. Dad went to work. Not today. If both mom and dad are not working and only one making what they think is the livable wage for a family of four, they're way off the mark. It's not going to happen. Financial struggles, even pre-pandemic, has been going on for decades. Housing problems have been going on for decades. Here in Canada, we're taking in more immigration than we ever have before. And we can't even house our own Canadians. Who are struggling to find a place to live. And they're talking about what is a livable wage. We're struggling to find housing for the homeless. We don't have enough landlords on board to help out. When it comes to affordability and affordable housing, it's going to take the provincial government, the municipal government, and the federal government to figure this out. When we're having problems, housing, what we have. Homelessness homelessness is another problem outside of what, you know, a livable wage. The welfare system here, not just in the province of Canada, but all across Canada, is broken. What is a welfare state? I'm not saying that people who live on welfare are lazy or bad people or just don't want to work. They changed the welfare system here in Ontario to workfare, to help those who on welfare to get a job and find a place to live. And that workfare system is a broken system. It hasn't worked. There's no such thing as workfare. A system that needs to work Is that even here, you know, in the in, in the city that I live in, in in here in London compared to, you know, the metropolitan areas of Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver being the most expensive places to live, you know, we gotta come up with a better system here. It's not, you know, when, when we go by the minimum, what what they think that is the livable wage or or or, or a minimum wage, you know, out in, out in uh, Alberta, um, starting wages fifteen dollars an hour, which was supposed to be. The same thing here in Ontario, but the new, you know, elected conservatives put a freeze on on minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour, which we we should be here, right? British Columbia, fifteen twenty an hour. Manitoba, this is minimum wage, eleven ninety five an hour. New Brunswick. Eleven seventy-five an hour. Newfoundland, Labrador, Labrador, twelve seventy-five an hour. Northwest Territories, fifteen twenty. Nova Scotia, twelve ninety-five. Nunavut, sixteen dollars an hour. Minimum wage. And they think the livable wage is sixteen seventy-five here in Ontario. Ontario: the minimum wage, this, the 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 lowest wage that an employer can pay you, is fourteen thirty-five, up ten cents from fourteen twenty-five. Prince Edward, uh, Prince Edward Island, uh, thirteen dollars an hour. Quebec, thirteen fifty. Saskatchewan, eleven eighty-one. Now that's minimum wage I mean companies pay you know anywhere's probably 16 to $20 an hour you know even if you made $15 an hour as a livable wage as, as other provinces might see it that way depending on where you live It does not have the effect that the government thinks it has, you know, of pulling people out of poverty. Now, I think... You know, um, I cannot, you know, I can honestly, I can honestly tell you this, that, you know, I'm not, um, you know, uh, against paying a little bit more in a restaurant, you know, um, for the cost of food and, and your employees. And stuff like that. If your if your menu goes up, cut uh, a couple of dollars or whatever like that. I you know I'm okay with that because you know I, I hopefully you're passing this on to your employees as well as well because if you don't have any employees, you don't have a business now. Employers, you know, you know, for the minimum wage workers, you know, as far as I'm concerned when it comes to the minimum wage and and, and, and telling you uh, where these minimum wages are, you know, here in Ontario the minimum the minimum wage is fourteen thirty five an hour. Who the hell can live on that? Who can even live on $16 an hour? Pull out your calculators. $16 an hour at 40 hours a week. Who can live on that? A single person. I don't feel can live on $16 an hour paying rent for a one bedroom, you know, even here in the city of London, you know, 900 to to $1,000 a month for a one bedroom apartment, your transportation to and from work. Your food. You know, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, the cost of living is going to keep rising. Inflation is going to keep going up. And how do we keep up with this? Where do we draw the line? On what is a livable wage. It's not just the cost of living here in Canada, Europe, United States, all around the world. As we're trying to pull ourselves through... This economic crisis that the world has seen throughout this pandemic, and governments around the world, in, in, in you know even here in Canada, increasing the costs and, and increasing the inflation of just life necessities is going to be a struggle for a lot of people and we all have seen it We all see what's happening around the world. You know, I watch the news like everybody else does. I remember back in the springtime, you know, watching, you know, in, in the United States where you had lineups down the road for food banks. in the states that you live in. Europe is no different, Canada is no different. You know, food banks was once, was supposed to be a temporary subsidy for people. It's been going on for decades. It is becoming more scarce for the food banks to provide because they think that a livable wage. On average. Is $16 an hour. When inflation. Says otherwise. You know. I get it. You know ladies and gentlemen. I get it. You know. Business owners out there. They want to. Live like the one percenters. You know, you know who the one percenters are. They're the millionaires. They want the big house. They want the cars. Business owners. But they want you to make the minimum wage or just above minimum wage. Business owners don't want to sacrifice their livelihoods because they want a five-car garage. They're going to make the money off your back. Not going to share the wealth. Why would they do that? as long as they're living comfortable, then you, as the minimum wage worker, or what they think is the livable wage, is acceptable. It's not acceptable, in my mind. Good for you, if you own a business. God forbid they would take a cut in pay as an owner so that you can live a little better. Whether you live here in Canada, United States, Europe, other places around the world. whether we like it or not ladies and gentlemen the cost of living is going far beyond our means and especially if you haven't noticed it's probably costing you more at the grocery store then Necessity of life products are increasing. Well, so is your entertainment. You want those expensive things. You want those expensive cell phones. Laptops. You want the expensive clothing. You want to dress nice every day. That's all good. You know. How's your wage going to reflect on that? The products that we buy. Is going to be increased and obviously it's going to be passed back on the consumer you and me you think about this you think about where you live and you think about you know What's the cost to me today? Not just as a single person, but as a family unit. Maybe you've noticed that your grocery bill is a little more. There may even be a difference of $50 hundred dollars you've probably noticed this and you probably noticed that it costs more to put gasoline in your car and depending on where you live hi how you doing today? Hello, we have Rebecca. Can you hear me? I'm sure it probably have some difficulties here. Um, Okay, maybe you want to try calling back in. Um, are you here? So we're having some maybe difficulties on the caller, I don't know. But my show is coming to an end because it, it, it's an hour. And... Um, I'm sorry for this caller who um, hasn't been able to um, connect with me. I apologize for that. Uh, But right now, um, I'm going to end this show. And, um, you know, this is, a, this is a topic that, you know, that, um, is a lot more to it. And, um, I'm going to talk about this more, um, tomorrow morning. Um, well, it's, <laughs> I guess it's morning now. It's 12.02 a.m., but tomorrow morning at nine o'clock in the morning. Um, I think that this topic needs uh, uh, more discussion. And, you know, as listeners out there, you know, you know, I would really like um, to hear uh, your opinion, your input on um, minimum wage, living wage, you know, from where, Um, you reside in this world. You know, I wish I could answer that question for you. Uh, Rebecca here um, says, please, why do God take so long to respond to our prayers? You know, I don't have an answer for that. You know, I wish I did. I wish I'd be able to tell you why. You know, um, maybe there's something that you would have to talk to your preacher about. You know, um, I, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't answer that question. You know, because, you know, I, I, I you know, I think the same way too is like, you know, hey, you know, my prayers are going unanswered here. You know, but, uh, you know that's something that you would have to talk to, you know, whatever your faith is. You know, um, talk to your congregation, talk to your to your minister, talk to your priest. You know about why you know it takes God so long to respond to your prayers. I don't have the answer. I'm I'm sorry. You know, but um, I do want to carry this conversation. You know, um, tomorrow morning at uh, uh, 9 a.m. Sunday morning. And if you can join me, wonderful. Um, If you can't, I understand. But I do appreciate you um, coming out here and listening to the Truckers Podcast. And I thank you for that and um thank you for liking the show um i uh, thank you for joining me you know here on the truckers podcast so um have yourself a uh, a wonderful evening or if it's daytime where you are already um have a wonderful sunday um it is nighttime here in Ontario, Canada. It is 12:05 a.m. And um yeah, you know, thank you for coming out here and uh giving my show a listen. And if you are a repeat which uh, I I have recognized uh, uh some individuals out here um who has come and listened to the truckers podcast before i appreciate you coming back and i also like i said i appreciate um the new listeners here uh, on the truckers podcast and don't let the name fool you you know um it's it's not uh, uh a program Um, For truckers, it's a program for everybody. It's a topic about anything and everything, you know, here on the Truckers Podcast. So enjoy your day or your nighttime like I am, you know, uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, and like I say, if you can join me tomorrow morning at, uh, 9 a.m. Uh, that would be great. If not, like I said, I understand. Uh, so hopefully to, to to see you back out here again. And of course, I'm going to be back out here um, Sunday evening um, around 8 p.m. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, I'd like to, you know, for this particular topic that I've talked about, you know, minimum wage and a living wage. Um, you know, I, I think that this is going to work out to, you know, a couple episodes, um, uh, potentially three, um, at the most, you know, to cover, um, some important, um, top, uh, information about the cost of living and, and where, uh, where we are headed today and Rebecca you know uh, you shared the show thank you for that and like I said thank you for um, everybody who's come out here on the truckers podcast so join me tomorrow morning um, if you can at um, 9 a.m. This is the Truckers Podcast. I am your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me this evening. Take care and be safe. Thank you.